And I am so thankful that we are in the body of Christ, that we are called the family of God, that we are not walking through this in a solitary way, but instead are um, are doing work together for the furtherance of the gospel. That is such um, an amazing and wonderful privilege that we all have. If you remember, the last time I taught Sunday school, I taught the first part of Philippians chapter 2. So today we're going to look at the second part of Philippians chapter 2. And I've titled the lesson today, Paul's Heart for the People. And in this section, we're going to see that Paul sent two of his fellow workers to the Philippians to encourage them, and that he had specific reasons for doing that. Um, I want to open in a word of prayer, and then I will read the passage in its entirety, and then we will break it down together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to be here and to share your word. I pray that there will be open hearts and open minds, and I pray that in the brief time that you have given us here this morning, that we would be changed and challenged. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, all right. So we are going to start reading in Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. So if you have your Bible with you, please turn to Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 19, and allow me to read this passage for you. Uh, and here it is. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. But ye know the proof of him that as a son with the Father he hath served with me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that also myself shall come shortly. Yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all, and was full of heaviness, because ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I send him therefore the more carefully, that when ye see him again, ye may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such in reputation, because for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. So that is the passage with what with what we have to deal. So I just have 
uh, a few specific questions that I would ask in regard to this. The first section that we are dealing with is the sending of Timothy. So does anyone want to answer the question, why was Timothy sent to the Philippians? Well, in verse 19, we read that Paul sent Timothy to the Philippians so that he would know how the Philippians fared. Let's just look at uh, this Timothy section again from verses 19 to 22, and then we'll go over um, the uh, questions that I have under that. And again, anybody that wants to chime in on Zoom can do that. So um, in 19 to 22 of Philippians chapter 2, one more time we read, But I trust in the Lord... Jesus to send Timothy as shortly unto you that I also may have be a good comfort when I know your state. So he wants to be comforted by um, knowing that the Philippians are doing well. And then he says a sobering few words when he says, for I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state for all seek their own, not the things uh, which are Jesus Christ. But ye know the proof of him, that as a son with the Father, he hath served me in the gospel. So in these first few verses, Paul is saying, I'm going to send Timothy to you to be an encouragement to you, because there's no one else that I can send to you that would carry on my my mission. It was very important for Paul to be around like-minded individuals. And so... I think it's really an inter- an important thing to notice that for us, as we fellowship in the gospel, it's important for us to be around like-minded individuals. And Paul knew that Timothy was a caring individual who had ministered to him. Uh, there's another passage where Paul basically calls him a beloved son in the faith. And he's always encouraging Timothy to be the kind of person who is serving the Lord always, to be instant in season and out of season. Um, So uh, we see in verse 20 that he shared the mind of Christ. In verse 21, we see that there were very few like Timothy around Paul. Of course, this was written from a Roman jail cell to the the Philippians. So, obviously, Paul was, was lacking in fellowship. And uh, so, we know how important fellowship is because um, the Apostle John said in his epistle of Second John, I write to you with pen and ink, but I would much rather be with you face to face. The importance of in-person fellowship was clear to the Apostle John. And we see that here uh, with Paul. He wanted to be um, with uh, the Philippians. But if he couldn't, he was going to send Timothy because Timothy was of like mind. And then he says, Timothy can be trusted. He can help you because he served me faithfully. How important is it for us at 
different times to be able to send other people to be our messengers um, for the truth, for the gospel. And just in our everyday life, if we want to get something accomplished that we don't have the opportunity or the ability to do, we it's good to know that we have somebody with whom we can charge that and know that they will execute our desires faithfully. Um, and in this case, of course, it was all about the gospel. So, to review, we have four reasons why Timothy was sent to the Philippians. So that Paul would know how the Philippians fared, in verse 19. Because Paul knew that Timothy shared with him the mind of Christ and would be caring, verse 20. Apparently in Paul's circles, number three, during that time, there were very few like Timothy, verse 21. And Timothy served Paul faithfully as a son would a father, verse 22. So those are four reasons why Paul sent Timothy to the Philippians. Um, And then we see that Timothy was coming soon and Paul hoped to follow after. We don't have any indication um, uh, for sure whether Paul did this, but verses 23 and 24, to just review those very quickly and read them one more time, uh, we hear this. Um, Him therefore I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me, but I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. So Paul is saying, I'm sending Timothy ahead of me as soon as I know uh, how it goes with me, probably because he was making sure that he got everything he needed from Timothy before he sent Timothy on this journey. Um, but he also wanted to make sure that Timothy was there uh for the Philippians. So he he went ahead and sent him on his way. So that is why he sent Timothy. Um, The second section of our lesson today is that the sending of Epaphroditus. Now, Epaphroditus has always been kind of an inspiration to me. And I know this name will never be at the top of any baby name lists. Um, but I kind of wish that, um, it could be a name that would be used because Epaphroditus, everything that's said about him in this passage is very positive and it's things to, um, aspire to. So if there's anyone on Zoom that would like to tell us, according to verse 25 through 27, what Epaphroditus was known for, I would appreciate that feedback. All right, well, I will just continue. According to these verses, we find that Epaphroditus was a brother, a companion, a laborer, a fellow fellow soldier, and that he was a man of compassion, and that he was very ill, and Paul could do nothing about the fact that he was very ill. I'm going to read those verses uh, through one more time. Yet I supposed it necessary 
to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So in here we see um, that Epaphroditus has some great qualities that Paul is commending to the Philippians. And I love the way Paul commends other people. This is something that we at Northwest Gospel Hall should be known for, is commending other people. And here's what he says about Epaphroditus again. He says, he's my brother, my companion in labor. What does um, Ecclesiastes say? It says, two are better than one. And it talks about the need for a partner in labor. And a lot of times we apply that to marriage and it's a good application, but we can also apply that to other relationships. My brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, a fellow soldier of the cross. We need to be around fellow soldiers of the cross. It's so important for us to be able to uh, minister to others and to have the opportunity to be ministered to as well. But your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. So he is going to be sent by Paul as a messenger. And Paul is once again taking the opportunity to commend this man along with Timothy for ministering to the needs that the Apostle Paul had. And then it says in verse 28 um, or 26, For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness, because that you had heard that he had been sick. So apparently the Philippians had received word that Epaphroditus was sick and they were um, discomforted, they were bothered, they were grieving. And so it should be with us. We should bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We're also told to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. So again, Epaphroditus giving us the good example. Maybe Epaphroditus could be a good middle name. Um, and then Paul says something very interesting here. Uh, because we might be persuaded to get the wrong idea that Paul, who did a lot of healing in the book of Acts, had the ability to heal whenever he wanted. But that's not the case here with Epaphroditus. In verse 27, it says, For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but all, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So, Paul is saying that God had mercy on Epaphroditus by sparing his life, but he also had mercy on Paul, because Epaphroditus was dear to Paul, and Paul would have had sorrow on sorrow uh, if Epaphroditus was uh, was killed. And I'm imagining that that has something to do 
uh, with the fact that um, he's already in prison for the gospel, and that has to fill him with a certain level of sorrow. And then adding on to that Epaphroditus' illness and potential death, that would have multiplied his sorrow. And so I think there's a lot to learn here from our brother Epaphroditus. And um, I, I really think he's a good example to follow in the scriptures as we go forward. So reviewing the second part um, about Epaphroditus, we see that the sending of Epaphroditus uh, was to encourage the uh, Philippians. And the lessons that we can learn from him is that he was a brother, a companion, a laborer, and a fellow soldier. So he had a familial uh, relationship with Paul he was someone that kept Paul company um, and kept Paul encouraged in the Lord. He did the work of the, of the gospel um, in in f- partnership with Paul. Remember, um, in the beginning of Philippians, in verse in chapter one, he says, "Thank you, Philippians, for your fellowship in the gospel," and that was definitely true of Epaphroditus as well. And then he was a fellow soldier. Paul was saying he is a soldier of the cross just as I am a soldier of the cross. In verse 26, we see that he was a man of compassion. He cared about the Philippians. He wanted them to know that he was okay uh, because he grieved that they had heard that he was sick. And Paul said, yes, he was sick, nigh unto death, um, but I'm thankful that God healed him um, because it would have added to my sorrow if he was not healed. So, it's just really uh, amazing how the Lord works and how uh, God is able to do his will through his people in his time. Paul wasn't able, as I said, to just walk into the room and heal Epaphroditus and make everything right. He had to wait and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ um, to see how God would work things out. So my final um, point is in uh, section three, we see why Epaphroditus was sent. And that is for Philippians uh, 2, 28 to 30, as we finish up uh, this chapter. And as we finish up this second chapter, I just love the way Paul is all about encouraging people in the faith. He does the same thing at the end of many of his epistles, I think notably of Romans chapter 16 for an example. Um, and I just think it's it's a very uh, good practice. Even at the end of this book of Philippians, he will say, the saints of Caesar, Caesar's household greet you. So he is even uh, building up the church of God where he is in jail but here's what it says in philippians 2 28 to 30 i sent him therefore the more carefully that when ye see him again ye may rejoice and that i may be the less sour sorrowful receive him therefore in the lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation because for the work of christ 
he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life, to supply your lack of service toward me. So, we see here that Paul is saying to the Philippians to receive Epaphroditus with joy. He was sent that you would receive him with joy because I know that you were concerned for his welfare. And then we see that Paul encourages the Philippians to receive him with gladness. Oh, also on this first point, um, that he said if the Philippians are rejoicing um, with joy about Epaphroditus being okay, that would bring Paul joy. I love the fact that Paul received joy when he realized the happiness of others. He re- truly rejoiced with those who rejoiced. Then Paul says, receive Epaphroditus with gladness. He will be an encouragement to you. And then in verse 30, it talks about Epaphroditus working nigh unto death, not caring about his life um, and just caring about the things of Christ and that it was for the betterment of the people around him. And it says in this verse, filling up what was lacking in your service toward me. And there's two different ways you could think about this. Number one is the initial thought is, well, maybe they weren't doing enough for Paul and Epaphroditus filled in the gaps. But as I read about this, I realized that the the better um, understanding was probably this, that the Philippians could only do so much to help Paul, but Epaphroditus stepped in the gap and helped the Philippians help Paul. That's my understanding of this passage. And so it's just another example and reminder of how the body of Christ works together to honor the Lord and do his will. And I am so thankful that we are in the body of Christ, that we are called the family of God, that we are not walking through this in a solitary way, but instead are um, are doing work together for the furtherance of the gospel. That is such um, an amazing and wonderful privilege that we all have. So, in review, we've talked today about Paul's heart for the people, Philippians 2, uh, uh, the, the back half of this uh, chapter, 19-30, details these men that were important to to Paul as he served the Lord. And apparently um, Christian people and Christian fellowship were lacking in his life. So fortunately God gave him these men to encourage him. And I'm so thankful for the people that I have in my life to encourage me. And I've always said, um, because I heard a preacher say this once, that it's important for everyone to have a Timothy to teach and a Paul to learn from. And if you live um, in that middle place of always uh, realizing your responsibility to teach, 
but also your responsibility to learn. That makes for a very good uh, way to live a balanced life. So um, I want to end by reading a couple cross-references, um, one for each point, and I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians 4.17. As I'm turning there, I I just am very encouraged uh, by these reflections in Philippians, and I hope that you are as well. For this cause have I sent unto you Timothy, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. So again, this is another passage speaking of the like-mindedness of Timothy and Paul, how Paul could send Timothy to share his message with uh, the Corinthian church and with other churches. That's why Paul would say in another place, commit these things. I believe he was writing to Timothy. He said, commit these things unto faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And what a blessing that is that we have the ability to communicate the truth of God so that the next generation can know about it. You know, there, there was a, there's a, a passage in Judges that really was the inspiration for me to begin my speaking and podcast ministry. And in Judges chapter 1, it says, um, All the days of Joshua, the people served God, and all the days of the, of the people that, um, the elders that knew Joshua, the people served God. But when all of those people died, there arose people that knew not God. And one of the main reasons why I went into ministry is because I did not want to be a part of a generation that uh, facilitates by apathy people knowing not God. I want them to know the truth of the gospel and the change in life that Jesus Christ can make. My second cross-reference that I will be reading is Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Again, we've been talking about the fellowship that Paul had with the people in his life and how important that was to maintain. And then finally, I want to look with you at 1 Thessalonians 5, 11-13. And I hope that this lesson has been um, encouraging to you and that you will be able to think about it and study some more. Uh, it's such a blessing um, to me to be able to encourage you to dig deeper into the Word of God. And so that is that is my hope. When I get up here to speak, it's my hope that people will be encouraged to dig into the Word of God more fully on their own. And I'm so grateful um, that you are able to be here and listen um, to this message and that I'm able to, through this technology, be here with you today. 
So, 1 Thessalonians 5:11 to 13 says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourself. So we're supposed to bring comfort to one another. We're supposed to know the people who are around us, um, particularly our leaders, but I think it applies also to all of the body of Christ and the local body in which we are a part. And we are to esteem our leaders and others highly for their work's sake and be at peace among ourselves. In another passage in the early part of this chapter, it says, let each esteem other better than themselves. And if we all had that mentality, we would be better off for it. So those are my reflections on the second half of Philippians chapter 2. Thank you for your time and attention. Uh, Allow me to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are here with us today as we opened it and studied it. And I pray that you would be with all of the saints, whether on Zoom or whether in person there at the chapel, that you would bless them. I pray that you would be with the jail ministry this afternoon. Lord, I pray now that you would bless the food of this potluck to the bodies of those who will be fellowshipping around it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.